Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. In the early to mid-90s, you were in a band. No, I was in the band. Oh, okay. The and band. we were very big fish in a little pond. A very little pond. So, the original name of the band was Dirty Wings. Well, one of the incarnations, yes. I never agreed to that. I don't know who came up with it. Kind of ran out of time because we had a show to do, and we needed to tell them something. Dirty Wings. Call, yeah, I wanted to call it Screaming Dildos, but they said no. <laughs> I don't know why. Would have been a much better name. It would have been. Anything would have been. I didn't like that name. Dirty Wings. What do you call it? Dirty Ears while you're at it. Luckily, there was only we only did one show under that uh, name. Go ahead. Then that band broke up. And... Oh, okay. That's how it happened. Because I was wondering about that. Yeah. When you were in the band, you didn't go by your given name. You went by Matt Powers. Absolutely, because I was rock and roll. What, what did, why did you do that? What, what is Powers? Why is that significant to you? Because it sounded cool. It's that surface and bass. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It, just, it sounded cool. And how quickly did you come up with that? It was a single thought that you stuck with you for decades. <laughs> right? Well, if it works, why, uh, why you know, change it? The best ideas always come quickly, and they're always, your first instinct is always the best. So you think that's a good idea? Excuse me, a best idea, Powers, like Austin. Well, that was, no, this is before Austin Powers. Right? <laughs> you can't, you know, international rock star of mystery. Yeah, okay. This is before the Austin Powers movies. Long before. Originally, Long I was going to. Uh, originally, yeah. Okay, just emphasize <laughs> that span of time. Yeah, I had I had thought of other names. But they were, they were just, you know, they, now you look, they're just, they're stupid. As opposed to Matt Powers. So what were Matt the other Powers names? Matt Powers wasn't dumb. It was a good name. All right. All right. I have, I showed it to you just a couple of weeks ago. I have a business card of yours, mm -hmm. percussionist, Matt Powers. Okay. First off, I would not have written percussionist. Wait, I have it right here. Not in the symphony. I'm going to get it. I have it right here. I don't care what you have right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. All right, let's see. Your, uh, and here it is. Johnny Psycho, Matt Powers, Percussion, 703-330-5455. Well, that's gay. Oh, my goodness. How yeah, did that dick taste? Uh -huh. Anyway. <laughs> I have it. I will post it on my Twitter account. Well, I can't re I don't. I really don't remember... Uh, well, what, did I make it up 20 years ago just so I no, can get you today? No, sure I'm sure that's what it says. <laughs> but still, it's, it's, it doesn't seem right. You bring me so much joy. Many people tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, uh, the pseudonym I've always gone by? What? Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Gazinia, that's what it's <laughs> All right, so eventually the uh, the original guitarist and bassist. They, yeah, they lasted long enough for us to do that one show. And then you got Eric and Mark, which Eric played bass, Guitar. right? No, Eric, Mark oh. played bass. Oh, okay, so, okay. And they were the ones who played on your, I guess, I think it was an EP, wasn't it? The cassette you put out? 
Yeah, it's an EP. Yeah. Now I haven't uh, I haven't found it. I know I have it, but it doesn't make any difference. I can't play it because the cassette. And who the fuck has that capacity anymore? Well, we're certainly like, not going to win any awards for class. <laughs> who needs that? <laughs> who came up with the name Johnny Psycho? It was Brett's girlfriend Sherry, because she worked at the Copa as a waitress, uh-huh. and she got us our first show there. That's what she told him. It, it was something she came up with like right then and there. So it was like already a done deal. Do you remember how many shows you actually played as Johnny Psycho? We played maybe three, four times a month because I would only allow us opening up for bigger bands like Ellie Guns or uh, we opened up for Lily and Axe. You know, remember those shows? Or we were the headliners. Because if you're a band playing in a local club, and if you're there every Friday, there's no reason to go see you because it's they're a- going to be there next week. So there's no, there's no sense of urgency. There's no real reason. I limited it so it would be an event to make sure people would show up. Okay. So all of our shows were better. Plus, we sold a lot of tickets. All, all our shows were easily anywhere from a 350 to 500 people. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Brett in the band because he could sell tickets? Yeah, that and he had a, he had a PA. <laughs> <laughs> it was not because he could sing. No, it was not because he was sing. And my again, my thinking on that was, I don't care if he can sing because he was a good frontman. You, I don't care. If, you can argue with me a lot. He was very good on stage. Sure, but but in a recording, it was embarrassment. Uh, I, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh. <laughs> That's not the point. Okay, David Lee Roth can't sing, but he's a great front man. You're, you're comparing I, David Lee Roth to I'm Brett. using him as an example, dickface. Um, <laughs> All right. All right, fair okay, enough. You try, you're trying to make something stupid that I was very serious about. <laughs> All right? It doesn't mean don't it, was, it wasn't don't, stupid. Don't push. Don't push. Doesn't mean it wasn't stupid, but go ahead. Well, yeah, in retrospect, it's stupid, but not at the time. And at the time, I was nothing but accepting, open, and willing to help. Yeah, and I agree. Even even while secretly mocking you in my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. I was all in. My life's work is a joke. I was ready for you to make the big time. Yeah, well, so was I. I, According to me, I had already done it. (laughs) (laughs) Because even then, it was all about me. Every every decision, every, you know, I don't know. Go ahead. This is the thing. They didn't, even at the very beginning, they didn't like the fact that I was so, let's say, passionate about what (laughs) the direction was going to be and what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. You know, that kind of stuff. I just told him, listen, I, I'll make a deal with you. If what, if what I say works, then you just keep doing what I tell you. And then, as soon as it doesn't work, then someone else can take over. And then they said, okay, that's fine. And really, if they hadn't agreed to that, then I would have left because I need to be in charge. That's, that is what the thinking was at the time. Uh-huh. But having Brett as the singer turns out to be a stroke of genius. Was I? Because he was as we all remember, a recovering alcoholic. Oh, I forgot about that. And drug addict. So he was very involved with AA and NA and all that, right? Oh, and okay. That's where the tickets I, came from. 
I didn't know this at the time, but one of their big things is that they all support each other. Sure. Because I went to a couple of meetings. One time I went to the meeting, I was so I was half crocked. <laughs> afterwards, that, that that you know that was insulting and inappropriate, and I, I felt bad afterwards. But, don't don't clean it up. Uh, this sounds so bad. All right. Anyway, the fuck out of here. You thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you laughed your way all the way through well, the whole thing. No, but fuck I was, you. I was, having a, I was having a good time. Yeah. Clean it so, up for the air. Well, you can't be a prick in every story. So. See, this is why people aren't afraid of you anymore. Exactly. <laughs> That's, that would be the uh, thing. Uh, anyway, they all supported each other. So they would all buy a ticket. And see, the only thing is they had to know it, when we were going to play. It had to have an exact time. Because they couldn't trust themselves. Know, right. Being in a bar is problematic. You don't want to be in there uh-huh. longer than you have to. See, they needed to know when we were going to play. So what would happen was, you know, back then they would have, uh, I don't know, usually like seven or eight bands. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Right. Because they would start around, you know, say six o'clock. And play until two. Oof. Well, the sweet spot, the the what I would call the headline spot, was always nine thirty to ten fifteen. So yes. I had I had to from the very beginning had to be very precise about when we were going to play. And I would go straight to the, <laughs> the manager running the the place, and I said, "Listen, I have sold four hundred tickets. I want to play from nine thirty to ten fifteen. That's the headline spot." And they were like, you're a brand new band. We don't do that. I said, you are going to do that. Or all four, I'll stand out front and all 400 people will be disappointed and we'll all go home. And then other <laughs> bands would complain, well, we've been around longer than you or we're more popular. And I said, how many tickets did you sell? <laughs> and, I would go, and I would talk to the, the, man, the, man, the guy running the club or the owner. And I would say, listen, this is a business, correct? I said, I'm in business. This is not a hobby to me. I have sold a substantial amount of tickets. I have made you money, and I will make you money when all 400 people come into the building and start drinking. Which they weren't going to do. Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to tell them that. So, <laughs> right? And then the, and the owner went, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, of course, I was immediately uh, very unpopular with the other bands. And, of course, with my attitude, if they didn't like it, I'd stomp them into the floor. <laughs> So come showtime, the first four or five bands are playing. The place is empty. There's like six people. It would start to come time for us to go on, and the place would flood with people because they they had to wait before we'd come on because that's what they were here to see. And the place would be jam-packed. So we do our little little uh, little show there, and everybody cheered. Oh, it's so fantastic. You're the best. You know, uh, girls will be screaming, fuck me, and, you know. Talk about revisionist history. Okay. That's not revisionist history. <laughs> there was nothing but dry veggies everywhere. Dry veggies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to drink or have fun. <laughs> believe that whatever you want to believe. So when it came time, when it was uh, done, we'd get off stage and then the place would empty out. <laughs> completely empty they would show up right before we came in watch the show everybody would cheer and going nuts and then boom the place would empty out and then it'd be the same six people that were there before <laughs> all looking confused 
Like, what, what just, just happened? happened? <laughs> yeah, what just happened? So, <laughs> what is happening? Course, you can only imagine the the mind screw that is to the band going on after us. Because <laughs> everybody just left. And then here we are, you're playing to three people. Because everybody's getting excited. Oh, my God, look at all these people showing up, you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you're good, that's when they do. That's when people show up. <laughs> and of course, I milked that for all it was worth. How long did it take the the uh, club owners to figure out that in that 45 minute period they sold zero drinks? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they would buy you know soda or something. I don't. You know, they just weren't buying booze. So, how long did that enterprise go on? Uh, that band lasted. Uh, well, it was a long time. It was like about a year year and a half okay yeah. which was you know longer than most bands believe it or not all right i think now is a good time for you to open up that email all right selections from missy okay so what we're going to do is there's a short pause before the first selection so you listen to the first selection pause and then just give your reaction and then we'll talk about it and then you'll unpause it get to the next selection same thing listen to it pause Okay, uh, I'm going to turn the first one on. Ow! Ow! It sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, when you isolate it, yeah, it does. Werewolves of London. And then the, then it's the, I, something about the seventh grade. No, I told you to pause it, fucker. <laughs> Can't fucking follow directions. I, all right, hold on. Let me. It's so right, easy. Jesus Christ. I told you stop. to fucking pause it. I put a huge it. gap between the passages. <laughs> so your old man fingers could figure out the pause button. <laughs> fucking asshole. What? What's the problem now? <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> I, I can't make it any easier for you. <laughs> All right, so what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? Obviously nothing. It, well, it's just this, it sounds ridiculous Ow! because it's, it's out of context. There's no context that makes that sound right. Well, Ow! That's true. All right, so now, go to it, the... Where's all the bass? You took all the bass out of it. No, no, that's the funny thing about this. I'm listening to this thing, and I'm going, if I'm the bass player in this band, I quit. Because you can't hear the bass in this at all. It's <laughs> all guitar. No, you can hear you a, a lot more than the fucking bass, that's for sure. Uh, well, that's what's important. <laughs> There's no bass in that song. <laughs> no bass. <laughs> All right, can I play the second part now? All right, the next one. And I will stop it when it stops. Thank you. There she is, my next door neighbor in seventh grade. I tried to taste her. Okay. Now, I listen to that and I go, Ew, she was 12. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I think that's lyrical genius. <laughs> when, when she was 12, I tried to taste her. What hey, a freak. Like 12. <laughs> Ew. Nobody thought that through. See what I mean when I'm talking about you know, the statute of limitations? Also. <laughs> <Shit>. <sighs> you want to blame that line on Brett? Yes, that okay. That one. Yeah, can I move on? <laughs> the next one is another vocal styling of Brett's. Okay. Tell me, little girl, how did it turn out? This way. Hoo-ha. 
<laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, is it karate class? <laughs> did, did nobody go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, did, I, did, I, don't, I literally, I didn't remember that. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Great ass. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we should make a fake game show, and that should be like one of the buzzers. <laughs> well, chime in. <laughs> oh, Matt for the win. <laughs> Startles the audience. Yeah. Now you should cut it up and have the scream, and then hoo-ah. <laughs> yeah, and that's then the good. Scream. That's good. And then they just repeat each other back and forth. Next one. All right. Missy is a crack dealer. She's on the streets if you want to meet her. Missy is a crack dealer. <laughs> I think it's a good chorus. I think uh, none of us should have been allowed to sing. I envision all of you standing around a single mic, one hand over an ear, looking at each other, smiling, a sparkle in your eyes. Yeah, giving each other a thumbs up. This is the big time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sounds so bad. <laughs> Let the audience decide at the end of the show. Yeah. I can I can just see the fan mail pouring in now. <laughs> I will say that the song was very popular at the time. With who? Drunks. <laughs> With me. Remember, this was the first single off that record. All right. First next, and only. Next. Well. <laughs> and now we know why. <laughs> Hoo-ah! All right, so the last part. There she is, my next door neighbor. It, it was very confusing lyrics. So at the right. end... It's about a girl that became, becomes a crack dealer. Which is very likely. A teenage <laughs> girl that becomes a crack dealer. a girl dealer. that I was fond of, and then she became a crack dealer. Not a crack whore, a crack dealer. Yeah, I'm not running with whores, man. Because she, she could it. bust ass when people wouldn't pay, right? Upscale. <laughs> makes perfect sense. All right. It makes as much sense as anything else. <laughs> But at the end, Brett sings that she's on a slab now. Yeah, she does. And then right after that, he goes, Missy, Missy, I like your pussy. I guess, Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> so we hit pedophilia and necrophilia <laughs> all in the same song. Right. See, it was ahead of its time. <laughs> I am now convinced I am even more of a genius than I originally thought. <laughs> This was on Epstein Records. 
All we need now is a Boy Scout reference, and then we're hitting the track. <laughs> well, you know, the AA was sponsored by the Catholic Church. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, sounds like somebody quit drinking two days too late. <laughs> I didn't I, I, I didn't remember that part at the end. Do you want to uh, disavow the song you say you wrote? <laughs> Oh, no, now I'm proud of it. <laughs> Two major taboos in the same song. <laughs> you crammed so much into four minutes. Pedophilia, drug dealing, necrophilia. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. <laughs> crime, yeah, crime and unrequited love. I, I defy anyone to put all that in the same song. <laughs> and have a catchy chorus. That's number one with a bullet. How that didn't take off, I have no idea. I don't either. <laughs> Why were we not investigating? I don't know. <laughs> She's on a slab now. Oh, God. She's on a slab now. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the theme song for the show from now on. <sighs> don't even remember your own past. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remembered the chorus, you know, Missy is a crack dealer. She's on the streets if you want to see her. But I didn't remember all that other crap. <laughs> Missy, Missy, I like a pussy. <laughs> right after <laughs> saying, had, right after saying she's dead. That had to be an ad lib. <laughs> it was in there. It doesn't make any difference. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I should be giving a class at the Learning Annex. <laughs> How to offend the most people you possibly can with one one thing. How to turn a career into one song. Yeah, that's better than the Pina Colada song. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it will be remembered forever now. Should. Are you going to put it on the, in the, the hold? Yeah, I'm going to put it at the end. Oh, boy.
to this perfect uh, from the larry king guy yeah i told you i had an email from him and here it is hey guys larry king guy here here are a couple of denny's calls they're kind of short i played the don't call me chief game you mentioned on tuesday first call is the michelle from inglewood florida denny's she was the lady that was kind enough to call the voicemail asking if little joe was going to pick up his order <laughs> and the second call is to sonia from the fort myers florida denny's so let's hear these. Thank All right. You. Thank you, Perfect. Larry King guy. Good evening. Thank you for calling Denny's. My name is Michelle. This is to go order. Uh, yes, it'll be to go order, Chief. Okay. And your name, honey? My name is Little Joe Pittman. Okay. And your phone number? 844-818-1140. Okay. And what can I get for you, Joe? Let's go with the Grand Slam, Chief. Okay, the original Grand Slam, which is two eggs, two pieces of sausage, two pieces of bacon, and two pancakes. That sounds great, Chief. Okay, and how do you want your eggs? I'd like them over easy, please, Chief. Okay, you want anything on your pancakes or in your pancakes? I'll take them plain, Chief. Okay, and um, you know you call them Inglewood Store, right? Of course, Chief. Okay, take me about five minutes. One more thing, Chief. Oh, sure, no problem, sweetie. Uh, what kind of desserts do you have there, Chief? 
And our best dessert right now, I think, is our... <laughs> She's not going to pick up on this thing. Oh, I think she does. I like that she mixes in Sweetie with the Chiefs. That's really she nice did work. touch. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. The whole point of the game is to get to someone to say, don't call me Chief. So you, you, you talked about this the other day. Yes, at a drive-thru. And I was, if you went to a drive-thru and, you, and they said, can I help you? Go, hey, I tell you what, Chief, I don't know. What's better, number one or number two, Chief? Which do you recommend, Chief? So while you're talking about it, I'm, I'm envisioning it. And you were talking about you were going to go out and yes. demonstrate. So I'm thinking about how is this going to play out? Mm-hmm. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Listening to him just drop. We yeah, could certainly chief. do it on the telephone. Hey, as well. chief! Right, God, that's funny. Do you have any pies there, chief? <laughs> um, right now, I have a chocolate peanut butter pie and then cheesecake. Could I get a whole pie, chief? Yeah. All right, great. I'd like a whole pie, chief. Okay, you want a whole peanut butter pie? That'll be great, chief. Okay, no problem. I will go back and get it. It's going to be frozen, so you're going to want to let it she cool. Has kids. You're going to have to let she it warm has way up. Too much first. patience for this. That's no problem, chief. Okay, so it's going to be about right, 25 bucks. That'll be great, Chief. Okay. Oh she, uh, she never called him. All right, great, Chief. I'm on my way, Chief. I'll ask for Chief, Chief. Actually, it's Michelle. All right, Chief. Okay, bye. Bye. Wow. wow. All right, Chief. That's a great, a great demonstration. A really good call, and you nailed it. She did at the very end go, uh, when she goes, I'll ask for Chief, Chief. And she goes, oh, that's actually Michelle. <laughs> and remember, she did call the voicemail the next day to, to tell Joe Pittman. That's his, funny. To tell Joe Pittman his food was she, ready. She really did call her voicemail. She was like, this message is for uh, little Joe Pittman. Your food is ready. You know, <laughs> Check the voicemail. The request lines are now open. All right, Gigi, baby, here we go. Someone may get a made-up prize today for being our caller of the day, and these are voicemail calls, and I just click on, and here we go. First call from area code 941, everybody. Everybody. Hey, this is this message is for little Joe Pittman. This is Michelle from Denny's in Englewood. I am still holding your to-go order, and I was wondering if you're coming in to pick it up. If you can please give me a call back, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. 941-475-4399. I believe that's really a Denny's calling. Somebody made an order. A carryout order, I guess. And left, <laughs> left that number. Unwittingly, that might be the call of the day. It would be a clue for me that the number your number is 844. 844, yeah. <laughs> 844. Right, here's one more from Sonia. He calls Sonia at a Fort Myers, Florida Denny's. <clears throat> oh, I get like nervous just thinking Thank you about for calling these calls. Denny's. This is Sonia. Would you like to place a to-go order? Yes, I would, Chief. <laughs> okay, what would you like? Uh, what kind of uh, slams do you have, Chief? Uh, we have a build your own slam, waffle slam, French toast slam. You have a, like a lumberjack. I remember a lumberjack slam. You have that, chief? Yeah. Mhm. Okay, I'll take the lumberjack slam, chief. How do you want the eggs cooked? I'll take them over easy, please, chief. And uh, white wheat, rye, or sourdough. Now, with thirty-four seconds in, I'm going to predict she's she's going to say, "Don't call me chief." <sighs> I think so, too. We're getting close. I think anytime you get these minimum wage people, you're getting closer. Doesn't she sound frustrated? She sounds, she sounds like she has so much hate well, brought guys, to the, her job before she even got guys, there. Yeah, she works at 
Fort Myers, uh, Fort Myers Denny's. I mean, of course she. Well, she look at the other chick. The other day, yeah. the other chick was equally glass under, half full, Joe. Equally underpaid, working at a shitty Denny's in the middle of the night, and she was nice enough to she sit through all that. What shit? part of the country was the first one from? Inglewood, Inglewood, Inglewood California. A whole different thing. Okay. Her her proximity <laughs> to great weed is so much better. <laughs> all wheat, please, Chief. Is there a reason you keep calling me Chief? Oh, oh Bingo. That's how you play the game. That's fucking great. Right, let me back that up a second. That's, is there a reason you called me Chief? Yeah, because. Is there I a reason you keep calling me Chief? Is there a problem, Chief? <laughs> bye bye. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. Bye bye. That's how you play the game.